Alright guys, and welcome back to Real Talk Sports with Rico. Today I'll be your host. Um, today we'll actually be talking about just some uh, loose topics here that are kind of uh, going around the NBA, whether it be trade talks. Um, definitely talking a little bit here about LeBron James and the Drew League effort. So we'll be talking about some stuff here that's kind of current events, uh, so to speak, here in the NBA. And so uh, before we actually jump into that, first, I want to thank Anchor for being our platform. I want to thank the fans out there who have chimed in on a um, week to week basis here to help us drive content to the show. And I want to thank the sponsors out there who have put sponsorship on the show as well. So without further ado, let's go ahead and um, jump right into the show here. So first and foremost, let us first start off here with the uh, the Drew League news here with LeBron James. He scores the 42 repeatedly dunked on the rim and everything like that. And so, um, you know, first and foremost, I think that was great for the sport of basketball. I personally have been out to the Drew League. I think that uh, just like the Summer League, I think that if you're an NBA fan, you should definitely go out to the Drew League uh, and the Summer League, excuse me, at least once. I think that that is some of the best opportunities to run into current talent, uh, past talent, um, when you're at the Drew League, you know, current talent, past talent, you know, if you look in the video, you know, within the first couple rows, you'll see Trey Young was there. Uh, a lot of other players were there and celebrities as well. So, you know, it's a great time. It's free to get in there as long as you're willing to go through that ridiculous line to get in. But hey, with LeBron, hey, it's the first time he's actually played since the lockout. Let's you know that he's itching to play some competitive basketball here. You know, unfortunately, I think the Lakers might be in the same situation as they were last year. Uh, they're very heavily dependent here on Anthony Davis here. Uh, I don't know if Anthony Davis is going to give you 60 games this year, um, unfortunately, but we'll see. You know, maybe he's trained differently here. Maybe his body responds differently here, but a lot hinges on Anthony Davis's health. They didn't really go out there and address a lot of youth situations here. They still have the Russell Westbrook situation um, kind of out there. You know, I've, I love Russell Westbrook. You know, I just think that it's a tough situation uh, with some of the things that they kind of put him through there, um, you know, because he's more wanting to push the pace and everything like that. And the Lakers don't play that way. Uh, they're not built that way. So that's that's tough. And so. You know, not to take anything away from um, what LeBron did in the Drew League here. You know, like I said, I think that it's really cool that he actually did that. I think that's great for the fan base to go out there and actually see him, um, you know, maybe speak with him, shake hands with him, whatever it may be, uh, and just let you know that anything is possible. So that that is really special, you know, for him to come back there to the Drew League and do that. I think he played with uh, DeMar DeRozan and Kyrie Irving as well. So. Uh, really cool, you know, for LeBron to go out there and uh, really touch the fan base, man. And so, um, no, yeah, hey, I, I wanted to talk about that first and foremost and say that that was really great for the game of basketball. Next up, man, I want to talk about something here that has really been kind of hanging out there the last couple days. And that is the Kevin Durant situation here. Um, listen, man, that seems to have been kind of the the deal here throughout this thing and that is Kevin Durant wanting to go ahead and, and get the trade now out of Brooklyn you know he's under contract or whatever the case may be and 
you know, it's an awkward situation at this point in time. And I just don't know if you put Kevin Durant uh, on the places that he wants to go, does it really necessarily push them over the top? Um, you know, if he goes to Miami, you know, there's a package that they're saying that's out there where obviously you would lose Tyler Hero. Uh, so that's a tough situation, man, because I think if Miami does that and Pat Riley elects to do this, you know, it, it's hard for me to see Miami actually give up some of their youth. Miami is one of the best teams, I think, uh, in the league. And I think, you know, as an organization with going out and finding a lot of undrafted young talent and usually a lot of the draft picks that they have usually stick with the team and so they're really excellent at that and so um yeah i know that you know pat rowley is a guy that will take the swing for the fences so to speak and i will say this if there is a deal to be had it's probably going to be the miami heat in my opinion i think it's probably going to be the miami heat because pat rowley has swung for the fences before he has had marquee free agents come over. He has had a big sign and trade and getting uh, Jimmy Butler over there. So if anybody is going to pull this off, it would be Pat Rowley. It's just the question of who are you going to give up? You know you can't give up Bam Ayabayu, Uh, And it's clear that it probably would be Tyler Hero. And what else is going to come along with that? Um, obviously, Kevin Durant's going to want to play with a team that's most intact there in Miami so that's a tough situation uh, I can't really see him now going to to Phoenix here uh, in that situation because and that's a whole nother topic that we want to talk about or maybe we'll shift focus to that um, but the whole situation with DeAndre uh, Aiden and the way that that shaped out you know I think if Aiden perhaps would have either left you know, perhaps that would have been a situation where maybe Phoenix would have something to do here to try to get him over there. But now it looks like he signed the offer sheet here. Phoenix has matched it. And now it's looking like because of this, you know, I think according to an ESPN analyst here, DeAndre Aiden cannot be moved now until mid-January. And so if that's the case now, Durant can't be moved for uh, DeAndre Jordan in that, or not DeAndre Jordan, but DeAndre Ayton in that deal. Now, there is the situation with Mikel Bridges. He obviously can be moved here. Um, and if I'm Phoenix, I hate that because I think Mikel Bridges is a terrific young player. I think he's a guy you build a, uh, around here. Uh, I don't like giving him up, especially, you know, you don't know how much longer, you know, Chris Paul and, you know, that guy is going to be there. This guy is a cornerstone piece that goes along with your, um, you know, your Devin Booker situation. So I just can't see myself giving up Mikael Bridges here like the Phoenix Suns are possibly looking to do here in that package. So, um, you know, those are that's kind of my my deal here. I just think that at this point in time, Kevin Durant is still, you know, a hell of a scorer. He's still a guy that can go out there and get buckets and really help a team. But I just think that the teams that he has on his wish list, I don't know if it's possible right now. And the one team that would do it is Miami. And that leads me to my next point here. Lastly, I think it's interesting that Golden State is mentioned in this deal. Now, you know, I had heard that there is a possibility here that 
Golden State may actually give up Jordan Poole. I cannot see Golden State giving up Jordan Poole for a Kevin Durant reunion. Um, listen, it, it. I know that Golden State would more than likely have to give up some young pieces here. Uh, I, I just can't see myself giving up a, a Jordan Poole, you know, because Jordan Poole is probably the next Splash Brother in line here. Uh, I think he fits in with the culture here of Golden State. I think that this is a guy that you can build around and probably uh, contest with in the future here. He's not a guy that I would give up. You know, maybe I'm giving up maybe uh, possibly Jamie Wiseman. Maybe he's in that deal. Uh, even that's even tough to give up. I know he's had the injuries here and he's looked good. Uh, he may be the only person that I'd be like, okay, and maybe some draft picks there to get Kevin over there. Uh, but, you know, aside from that, I just can't see Golden State really giving up uh, a piece of their future to get Kevin Durant back for a reunion here. Because uh, honestly speaking here, I just talked about that here in the last podcast and several podcasts before where Golden State has done an outstanding job and really building for its future in the right way. And I can't see them just throwing that away for Kevin Durant, who I know he's he's a GOAT, he's out there, he's definitely one of the best scorers of all time. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, I get it, he's won rings with Golden State before, but he left, he left, he left, he wanted to go and you know, kind of do his own thing and, and find himself out there in uh, Brooklyn. And I get it, I understand it, Listen, the bottom line is he signed up to go over there with Kyrie Irving. He thought that he was going to get a guy that was going to be out there day in and day out. It didn't happen. You know, the Nets don't seem to be building around those guys in the way that they would like. It seems to be uh, there is a situation there where like it's almost like they're having a struggle with management. They're also maybe having a little struggle from a coaching standpoint there. Uh, I don't know if Steve Nash is necessarily on the same page with these guys. Uh, you know, I'd even read a report that they said that either Kyrie or somebody was running a practice after the practice with guys. So, I mean, that, it's stuff like that where I, I get it. I get it. I see why you would want to get out of there and maybe go to maybe a little bit more structure uh, or a team that's kind of on the rise. I get it, you know, from Kevin's standpoint. Um, but I just don't see a lot of of teams being able to really make moves for Kevin and I would say that the dark horse team to get him it would be Golden State and I would say the team that would probably be most likely to get him would be the Miami Heat you know I think that Pat Rowley probably figures something out to get him over there um, I just don't know if that's going to be enough um, you know and then how much is too much for Miami because I think you just you I don't think you could just go ahead and basically say okay here's Tyler Hero Here's Bam. Uh, you know, you know. I think that you're pretty much then starting to just you're, you're you're gutting the roster down, and then now you're just turning it into again. It's going to be a lot like what it was with Brooklyn, where it is just a, a two-man show. And if any of those guys go down through an injury or anything happens, uh, then the roster is bare. You know, because a lot of the talent is gone. Because obviously with the cap space and things like that, you can only fit so many players over there. So that's a tough situation here. So, you know, again, if you ask me, I think Miami's most likely. I think Golden State is the dark horse. And I do not think that Phoenix is going to be the destination. 
And then also lastly, I want to talk a little bit more here about the DeAndre Jordan or DeAndre Jordan. I keep calling him DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Aiden situation here. How much of a mess is that? Okay. You didn't want to pay the guy his money last year. You didn't want to pay him earlier this summer. And then you wait until the Pacers offer him the max deal and then you match it. I mean, as a player, basically what you're saying is the only reason we are offering you this money is because somebody else was going to take you. So I think either way, this is going to be a tough situation for Phoenix. And I'm going to tell you this right here. Depending on what this does in the locker room here, and a lot of the players love uh, love Aiden. They love how he plays. I love how he plays. I got a chance to watch him his rookie year. He's developed a lot. Um, you know, it, it could be a really bad situation here because he obviously knows that he is not wanted by management here. And he obviously knows he's in a situation here where he was only wanted because the Pacers actually put the money out there for him. So this is a tough situation. Uh, you know, I hope that DeAndre Aiden is able to go out in a professional manner and really take care of business, which I think he will. Uh, but I think, you know what, if he can get out of Phoenix now, he might want to. You know, even though he's gone to college there, I believe he's gone to high school as well there. I'm not sure I'd have to do some more research here, but he may be willing to move on, you know, and, and kind of with some of the stuff that you hear that's going on in management, I mean, maybe a lot of players will want to move on here if any of that stuff is, is out there. So, um, you know, but hopefully, you know, I take my hats off to uh, DeAndre Aiden and hopefully staying professional here and really wanting to, uh, you know, stick it out here and hopefully it works for him. So those are a couple situations here that I wanted to bring up. And uh, lastly here, I forgot to mention him as well. And that uh, to me is uh, Dalen Terry there, I believe the pick here for the Chicago Bulls. You know, I love those guys. So, um, you know, my thoughts on the Bulls here and what they showed here. Listen, first round pick, I think he's going to get a lot of minutes here. He showed that he could be a stat stuffer. He has a lot of stuff that really translates to the NBA. He competes well. He defends well. He's a slasher. Um, he did turn it over a lot, but who cares? I mean, Summer League, there's going to be a lot of turnovers here. But in this situation here, I like what the Bulls got. I love what they got, you know, from their, their center there as well. He's got to show that he can be a little bit more stronger and obviously dominate in the league. He played very well in G League competition here. But the Bulls look special here. They look like they have something here, especially if Lonzo Ball is not able to come back immediately from surgery, which is very scary if you're a Bulls fan. Uh, the response there is he's still not up to speed where they would want here. Um, and this is huge because Lonzo is a lot like a herky-jerky player. He plays a lot off of the energy and kind of the flow of the game and likes to get up and run. Uh, if he doesn't respond the way that you would want to, I feel like that Dalen Terry, Goring Drogic, uh, Ayo Dasumi, these guys are going to have to step up in a major way for the Bulls here. And so curious to see what they do here moving forward. So that is today's show, guys. I wanted to go ahead and give you a second show. I know we missed last week here, but you get two shows here today. So I want to go ahead and thank uh, Anchor for being our platform. I want to go ahead and thank, um, you know, the sponsors out there put sponsorship on the show. The fans out there have listened and, and chimed in here. 
And uh, definitely want to thank Spotify here for uh, definitely playing our show as well. So for Rico, this is Real Talk Sports. We'll be back with another show. Take care.